Hey, it's Strong Fan, co-founder of Barely AI. And I'm panicked about the fact that I'm an hour late to this recording with Howard, so I don't know if he's going to show. We'll find out. Hey, Halster. Listen, I'm going to start saying Newt in case like there's uh, some so what should uh, I veterinary say? Uh, company wants what to sponsor us. What should I call you then? With Newt Howard? Call the H-Man. H-Man. Yeah. We've got two guests in the studio listening in. We'll eventually buy mics if they say smart things. Ethan and Riley. Hey, guys. We have a, a special guest today because we're just going to shoot the shit with, I think, one of the funniest, interesting uh, at least Twitter characters, and, and really great at traffic. You know, I'm fascinated by how little traffic I get. <laughs> and uh, no thanks to my producer, Knut, who hey. the, the uh, internet. He's incredible at sound, terrible at, like, uh, growth. I don't do that stuff. I know. Other people I know. Do it's that. in your contract. And I'm so I'm fascinated by this. And I don't know. It's a magical uh, mystery. And so I want to invite uh, Trung Fan, who I've known for a while, from the internet. Trung's pronounced like hung. He's our first Vietnamese guest, which uh, may, makes me hungry when I say Vietnamese for some reason. Anything Asian, I just get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind goes. I know where other here we go, Jewish men go with that right when off they the hear bat. Asian, I love it. but it's awesome. I am, uh, I'm hungry, so we may cut this podcast short. Is there good Vietnamese food in Arizona? I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I invited Trung. Who is just, he gets Elon Musk to talk to him. That's wow. impressive. And I'm fascinated by what that's like, what it feels like to be in the center of a hurricane with his memes and what his favorite products are and what he's thinking about. He has his own startup. He's worked at startups. He lives in Vancouver. So right now he's probably talking to us from a, a very modern glass skyscraper next to a very modern other glass skyscraper, I bet. And so let's uh, let's get him on and pick his brain. Sounds Ready? good. Trunk fan. Yo, how's it going? What's popping? What's popping with the <laughs> Panic Crew? I'm so glad you came. I, right? An hour late. An hour late. We're on podcast time. There is no time. Canute <laughs> uh, was mad, but Canute gets mad over the littlest things because you know he has a schedule. I'm old. Me, I have nothing to do, as you know. So. <laughs> You, so, Howard literally so, told me, don't worry. Whenever you're ready, just ping me. I'll be, uh, within five minutes, I'll be there. I got nothing going on today. Well, the rest of the week for that matter. So did you get an office or you working from home? I'm working from home. And uh, the reason why I came an hour late as I messaged you was, first of all, I, I'm awful at calendar management. So it looks like we put this calendar invite on my work calendar, which I never check. I have my personal mm -hmm. calendar where I try to uh, consolidate Dog everything. My homework. Well, you gotta, you gotta do that on the, which calendar is more important my work calendar or the one where my wife's putting stuff on? It's going to be the one where my wife's putting stuff on it, right? Got it. So Makes sense. I messed that up. And, uh, and that's, I called Howard. I'm like, Howard, listen, I'm in a, between a rock and a hard place here. I'm coming late to your podcast and my wife's going to kill it's me. Okay. We're picking your brain. So okay. tell, are you in a glass building? Is Vancouver have anything but glass buildings? I don't know where this glass building idea Everything's came from. Everything's modern and, and glass, no steel. 
Well, steel and glass. There's a lot of glass here uh, because with a lot of the new developments, you're going to be near the water, right? So you're going to want to see, you're going to want that 360 or that 180 view of the beautiful Pacific Ocean. I think that's the general uh, thrust of the glass idea. But uh, And do you love living in Vancouver? Um, so I'll, I'll give you a TLDR of where I've lived and I can tell you why yes. I've chosen to be in Vancouver uh, with my wife and my soon-to-be five-year-old. Uh, so I was born in Calgary. Uh, uh, my family moved from Calgary to uh, Vancouver. And the reason they did that was both my parents were Viennese refugees. Uh, they ended up in Canada, but they started on the East Coast. So my dad specifically started on Nova Scotia when he came here. And he was a young surgeon during the Vietnam War. And he actually was, before the fall of Saigon, the, uh, the New Zealand government uh, offered to take him into the country and retrain him uh, his medical degree so he could work in the Commonwealth, uh, which is how he went to New Zealand and then to Canada. So it's much easier to get your licensing done once you've done that. And uh, the TLDR is... He wanted to get back to the Pacific Ocean and near Vietnam and not like Vancouver and Vietnam or anywhere close at all, but that's as close as he could get in North America, right? It's like people right. forget the Pacific Ocean is fucking huge. It's like Vietnam, but without humidity. <laughs> yeah. You know? The Pacific Ocean is just massive, right? And uh, yeah. so he just kept going east. I mean, sorry, kept going west. Like literally go west, young man. It's like so he just Nova Scotia, uh, Quebec, Ontario. I was born in Calgary, Alberta. Me and my three siblings were all born there. And then mm-hmm. in uh, 94, when I was uh, nine years old, he moved to Vancouver. So Vancouver, where I am now, uh, I grew up there for about 10 years, my formative years, if you will. And uh, But uh, after high school uh, in early 2000, I, I lived in Saigon for five years. And then I uh, lived in Boston, New York for five years afterwards. But now we're back in Vancouver. Luckily, fortunately, we moved here like right before COVID, just randomly. And uh, looking back, that's very fortunate because <laughs> you, know, you don't want to move your family from Boston to Vancouver in the middle of COVID. How old are you? Uh, 38. Don't let the uh, Asian features fool you. Yeah, you look young. Creamy skin. No, I have no idea. I mean, we've talked a few times, but I can't tell on that Zoom connection that we have. So when was the first time that you went viral? Do you remember it? Oh, the first time I went viral. So funny thing is, well, the first time I went viral was actually in university. So I've always been into uh, like humor is like my North Star. Like I I know the lens I do it through is like business, tech and finance. But like I don't particularly have like that. That's not the thing that I'm really passionate about. I like humor, period. Right. It could be any topic. You're funny. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, so the first time I went quote unquote viral, and listen, viral is different. It's going to be different uh, in Correct. terms of numbers. Yeah, what you think is funny yeah. is not necessarily what's most viral. If you were to say like viral. gun to my head, what's the first time I like went viral? I, was like, I used to write a blog in university. I used to be like Google blog or WordPress or what? Uh, it was where no, no, no. It in was a uh, blogspot. 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 The best. The they website the best. was trungstunna.blogspot. and uh, it was. I used to drink a lot, like four times a week. Probably well, two no. of those times well, no. were blackouts. It, isn't that why you're late? <laughs> I can't. I don't know about that, right? Yeah. Last time I heard that excuse, I was at ASU hammered. Okay, but explaining like, that to, uh, what, what's the name of our teacher I was explaining that to? Uh, Vicky Smith Daniels. Yeah, Vicky Smith Daniels. May she rest in peace, maybe. Okay. Yes. So, so you have a drinking problem. No, I, I, I drink it's diff, different, like very different. Like I was nothing near alcoholism. There was no like physiological dependence, but I had a uh-huh. drinking problem in terms of socializing. Like 
I did right. not want to. You wanna... like to drink to, yes. to socialize. And My I, son and I, says the same thing. Exactly. So there's hope for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, right? And yeah. uh, I was like legit blacking out probably twice a week. Like looking back, I, I'm so like very ashamed of that behavior because in the sense of like. But you're a kid. But yeah, I was a kid, but I mean, I was still doing that when I lived in Vietnam in my mid-20s, and I would be doing it while riding scooters at midnight, which is objectively the most insane thing you can do. You're blackout drunk riding a scooter because yeah i mean the, i mean not, this is not something don't re- we don't recommend that here on panic yeah, i mean this is something, something i panic about it's not something i do regularly <laughs> but it's like it's happened before and like it's i mean that in vietnam it's not a crime but clearly in no North in vietnam America, it would be a crime not to have your family on the scooter <laughs> right you no you mean that. like there's levels of dangers right and uh i mean i i guess i went while I was living in Vietnam, I totally embraced the fact that, you know, like the, the standard levels of security and like regulatory like protections that exist in North America. Uh, great, hey, fair enough, Vietnam, right? Like more bombs were dropped uh, in, on the border of Vietnam and Cambodia than all of World War II combined, right? So like fair enough. Like infrastructure was destroyed. So let's get, I'm not, I'm not passing judgment on the country without my parents and my ancestors. Right. And uh, I wish I had been a bit more responsible right when I got there, but TLDR, I became more responsible. And so you go viral, you have this blog spot. Yeah, exactly. So the blog spot was just writing about partying at McGill University. Oh, you were at McGill. And it got, Great school. Yeah. Got, and it got real. And the reason I went to McGill was specifically because the drinking age was 18 years old. <laughs> Uh, and, and the rest of Quebec drinking ages, dude, it was so insane because uh, you go to any uh, university or college and most of them probably aren't being sponsored by Molson, uh, a, a beer, right? But like in Montreal, there's this massive, like every, you know, like the intro welcome to McGill is sponsored by Molson. <laughs> right. And in the States, it's a capital one, but in, the, in yeah, Canada, exactly. it's a beer. It's just crazy, right? So 18, and I mean, you guys know this. Most people in the Northeast from America, McGill is their backup school, right? Like if you don't get into Ivy, McGill is like number five. Right. And one big reason is, A, it's way cheaper. But number two, the drinking age is 18. Yeah, it's a fun so, city, Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my, my first quote unquote viral experience was writing about partying and and really just through a dumb, humorous lens. But yeah, I'd like I'd walk around campus, people be like, oh, Trump, Trump, your blog is amazing. <laughs> it's like small stuff like that, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and we talked earlier about scale. So like now, like uh, for the listeners that don't follow me on Twitter, well, A, good, you, you're doing yourself a favor. <laughs> no, they're not. So <laughs> what is defines viral today? Is it, what defines it today versus then? I mean, like my heuristic for numbers now is like, I'd want at least... Like I wouldn't, it's, it's all adaptive, right? Yeah. It's like the head and uh, head of whatever, head and treadmill. Uh-huh. It's like when I first started Twitter with zero followers, like I got two likes. I was like splurging my pants. Right. But now like <laughs> I need like 10,000 likes now to even like 10,000 likes. Off. It's, ama- it's yeah, amazing. Like, no, but I mean, like, that's a number where it'll be like, okay, this one's, this one's popping. Uh, if you, if you get, I'll give you the quickest heuristic. If you get a thousand in the first hour, you're like, you're dancing. And like, this, like, this is my buddies too. Like, They'll send me a tweet. I'm like, oh, damn, this one's running. Like, you got like 510 <laughs> minutes, right? It's just like, it's sick, right? It's like, it's actually, it, it's not the healthiest way to live life. But what I will say is this. Better than drinking. I've, it's better than drinking. It's better, way better than blacking out. Uh, way better than blacking out and being on a scooter at midnight in Saigon. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And 
It's also better than all the other digital distractions it used to. I used to day trade, lost the hell of money. It is better than that. Day trading. I used to be addicted to fantasy sports. Like you know when you're playing. Fantasy basketball is brutal because 82 games Does a year. Does your wife know? Is she allowed to listen to this podcast? There may be a divorce case. She's familiar with every <laughs> single one of these stories. And she had, listen, this is benign to her. She knows, right. the, she knows the worst. She stuff. lives with you. So, yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm like looking, I, I compare Twitter where I get to meet people like yourself versus fantasy sports where I'm yelling at my TV. friends from high school right. and TV and then like refreshing the Maybe game Maybe the feed dumbest thing. Like I get rat. it and I'm all, a, you're not going to turn that off. I, I find that is the dumbest. I mean, day trading is probably the worst. Fantasy. Day trading is the worst. Betting would be the second worst. Okay, then let me throw some other ones up there. I used to be addicted to, not addicted, but like Facebook early days. Like when Facebook really took off in 2004, mm-hmm. 2005, the university style, uh-huh. like, when the only reason I would use Facebook was to post pictures of me partying <laughs> and then looking at my friends partying. Uh-huh. But like that was super addictive too. I remember like if I were to bucket what my Twitter, which is probably bordering on addiction feels like is, uh, is those three things. And I would say it's better than all those. And the reason it's better is because smarter. I actually learn stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. smarter. And be, and, and it, yeah, it's smarter and humor which is Correct. again my North Star, what I care about. So why aren't I good at the game? We're here to really talk about me. Is there am I okay. fixable? Like you read <laughs> me, so why am I not viral? And and I don't mind, but am I wasting my time or am I helping people? No, you're not wasting your time. Again, I think well here let me let me add another point about quote unquote virality. Is virality even a good thing? That's right? my question. Because okay. So the I, I would say this. Uh well actually I'll put this. Uh, you know Nikita Beer, a founder of Gas? He had a great tweet. Super smart guy. Yeah, he had a great tweet. Now, he, he was goes, at Facebook, and now he has a hot app that does positive social? Yeah, it's uh, it's compliments. Is he a good guy? I've I've exchanged a couple messages with... Because uh, you're, you're one, I'm one degree, I think, from most people other than Elon. I think Trump and Elon, I can't get to. Uh, <laughs> but anybody else, I'm like yeah, one degree. Totally, you're, right? You've gotten to... like You're like... Portnoy. I don't think you would interview Trump, but you enjoy and Musk and you're level one. You have reached. I would, uh, I would like to. Status. I, nah, you are. I wouldn't say that. I, I feel like I feel like the Howard one degree is much closer to my one degree. But well, it's like, a different one, one degree. You are at level one. I'm at level two, let's say. And most people coming to Twitter are, are there to read. I don't yes. think I have the ability to get to level one just because i don't i'm not wired as a as a media slash person you obviously understood your audience at a young age and do it i'm obviously it's good for you this is your business i would say is being viral the the ability to put attentions onto certain topics and so what is the goal of attention because I know you had a great piece, and I'll, I'll link out to your to your blog about Mr. Beast, which is fascinating to me because I don't follow him, but he has it. I don't know if he's wired to be viral, or is there is there stuff that you're gleaning from him? Who do you look up to, and what's the end game of being viral and attention for you? All right, I'll answer. Let me knock off a couple of points. Yeah. So the first thing I'll, I'll finish the thought on Nikita. Mm-hmm. He had a great tweet uh, along the lines of when I like do a like a really uh, like dumb meme or shit post, like I'll get thousand likes mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then he's like, then I'll uh, and another time I'll write something really incisive about building social networks and how to get users, 
and I'll get like 10 likes right. or a lot less likes, right. but then, a, a, but then a billionaire will follow me. Right. So like that's, Correct. that's the mindset, right? That's like, why I do my blog right. is because that's where yeah. all the wealthy people follow and read along. There you go. Right. So like you, you understand that yeah. part. Like, it's different. It's like, but having said that, I think what is the value of morality? Well, let me touch on that before the Mr. Beast part. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I wouldn't, I mean, listen, there are guys and gals that are much better at me at this game. Right. And I know, but, but it's still is, level one. Like he's at, he's at master status. So there's not even a yeah, level. He's a grand master. Yeah, he's a grand master. He understands it 100%. Yeah. To answer your question, he's like, I've listened to a number of his long uh, form interviews, uh, uh, which I'm sure you've probably glanced or uh, seen. He's like, he did a three hour with Rogan. He did two and a half wow. with, uh, with Lex. Uh, and, on, and on both of those, he just, he's literally giving away what he does. Correct. And it doesn't matter to him, right? He's like, no, you can't, and, you but, can't, I give away ideas and it doesn't yeah, matter. You can't replicate what, yeah. it. Yeah. You can't, he has an instinct. That's the thing. Mm. And it's cliche, but he's put in the 10, 10 20 hours to understand uh, particularly a YouTube algorithm, which is not a surprise. Like right. anybody knows Mr. Beast knows Mr. YouTube. But then the question becomes like, what is like the value of all this? I, I've, a lot of it is probably biased because that's just what the trade I'm in. But I, I fully buy that. Uh, attention is like the last true scarce the only resource. true yeah powerful like, scarce and legitimately scarce right very leverageable like if done right 100 percent. very destructive you know it's kind of the new form of trade if you don't know how to manage it but also the most powerful new form of currency i would say absolutely yeah. and uh again nothing new i mean people throughout history have have uh, have garnered attention, uh, and, and also no one will ever get as much attention as a person like Elvis Presley or the band The Beatles, right? Mm. Like, like no one will ever have as much. What's so interesting is that attention does feel like now truly the last scarce resource, but the people that have had the most attention ever, like that, will never happen again, right? No one will ever be as famous as Elvis, correct? Or, or Muhammad as the Ali, or Muhammad Ali, or Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, and it's all part. I mean, you, you've been in the internet game for decades. You understand it, right? This fracturing of attention though allows other people to slowly figure out ways to make a living without having to be as big as Elvis. I think right? that's the beauty. Yes. So, I think that, I th- so what is your end game? Is it to team up with a, someone like me or is it to just be yourself? There is, I, honestly, there is a, uh, be very honest, there is no end game. The only overarching thing for me is like, can I keep doing what I want every single day? And like, if you were to drop a billion dollars in my lap tomorrow, I won't. Well, first of all, you won't, won't but if you wanted to. straight to booze. <laughs> Why don't I just give you a hundred bucks and we test it? Wait, I, let me clarify. I've cleaned <laughs> give me up, access uh, to your Venmo and let's see where it goes. Yeah, I'm much more of a responsible partner now. now. In, in fact, since which probably not a shocker, anybody that's ever had a kid, like yeah, it's immediately. Yeah. I drank changes. more now since I've had a kid, and now <laughs> I stopped drinking to enjoy my but life. Maybe now more, that they're not around. Maybe more in different ways though right yeah. like you'll have the two drinks at the home at, well, after you're sleeping you're not going to go out and pound 10 between midnight and 4 a.m right like that's well, I, I don't know i take ambient so who knows where i go during those hours <laughs> what would be possible <laughs> i mean we can't prove that i'm in bed i just don't know where i am okay, someone would have enough. to wake me the, oh, see that's a good joke yeah well, it's like, not yeah, actually Howard, a joke a, sadly it's happened to me that's a level one joke though the delivery on that was level one well, because that i'm was a level one deadhead. deliverer i just don't know how to do what you do so do you sit around and delete stuff I, I was doing that for a while No, i mean like do you do you about to push that obviously you don't delete stuff but you're about to push that and said this won't work i don't want to waste my time is there a no, that kind of craft where you have a box open and you're going will this work I, i'll tell you what my craft is mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've, told, I've told so many people people ask me it's like there are small things you can do that will like literally 10x your like tweet right it's like 
a lot of people will, for example, uh, I have a very salient example from uh, last week. Um, Matt Levine, everybody knows, one of the great, the, the GOAT finance writer. Yeah. Not a good podcaster. I don't even want, he, he, he's boring, but what a writer. Incredible writer. So a lot of people obviously like to excerpt his writing. Like they'll just take a screenshot of his email. I do. And like yeah. put it in Twitter, right? And be like, oh my God, read this password from Matt Levine. But what you don't understand is the way that's rendered in Twitter is like people have to like click on that image now because it doesn't uh, render properly or the words get cut off. Yeah. So like when you're asking, it's like, do you like take extra steps to do that? Yeah. So I'll literally copy and paste the paragraph I want, put it into Google Docs, uh, Google Slides, Here. and then like resize it so that people don't have to touch the box. Like you just see it and you read it. That like extra 30 seconds of why effort. Musk is going to fix that because he cares about these things, I think. No? Well, the thing is, like, it, it's not, it, this is pretty Musk, right? right? It's like, this is That's this what I'm is saying. I think he'll fix something like that because it is a broken experience. Well, the problem with that that, that specific you problem, more though, is you got to have more characters. And, well, he's saying up to 4,000. Yeah. But even with images, the thing with images is, do you actually want to feed where every the tweet is a different size because of the image. Is it standardized? Got it. I mean, they kind of, they kind of mess around with the aspect ratio in a bad way, I would say, or not the best way mm-hmm. uh, right now because they've made everything the same. So size. right now, now, if it's a Matt Levine thing, you'll just write it out in a Google doc. In, in Google slides and make it legible immediately. Got it. Like I know what I'm up against in that feed. And if somebody has to like tap it to read it, I'm like, it's already dead in the water. Okay, that's great so, like, advice. Right. So like those, I have a sm- lot of small hacks like that. Give me another one. Um, we're taking notes. Never, never. This ever may not put, air. I mean, if the notes are good enough, this yeah. air, this goes into the bin, like Raiders never. of the Lost Ark, the last scene, and Trunks like yeah, just put it. Trunks yeah, calling put it in canoe, the warehouse. Numbers disconnected. <laughs> put it in. Yeah, it's just like a, some Swedish girl that answers. I am here for canoe. <laughs> Give me one more easy one. Yeah, never put a never put hashtags or and never I anyone agree. in no in the, in the first tweet of a thread or at all because oh. it'll, it'll get smashed. Uh, because why? Will, That's an algorithm thing? It looks like, no, I, I think like people spam. glaze over. Yeah, they'll glaze over. If you want to tag somebody, they'll. That's like, really good advice, actually, because Stockton, so used to having the tag, but on Twitter, it should be a thread where you don't. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, let me give you another, let me give you another rationale on Please. that. If you wanted to tag somebody, right? Like that, the only justification for having that, like adding somebody mm-hmm. is like, if you wanted to try to get them to respond, to get your content to go more viral, right? Mm-hmm. What, the way you do it is you, you put an image and then you tag them in the image. So now the text is clean, but they're tagged in the image. And that actually serves two purposes. Hmm. Because when you look at your notifications, you'll see text, 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 image. And it actually jumps out at you when you see an image, so it also increases the likelihood that the person will respond to it, hmm. uh, in my opinion. So Got those it. are like a couple of small things I do that like, uh, I have a lot of those. We can, no, we can I chat mean, afterwards. Listen, and is Twitter your thing or YouTube? Like, I mean, you're in podcasting now, YouTube. What is your favorite tool? Is it Twitter? It's definitely Twitter. Like people that don't understand Twitter and tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't engage that much anymore because Twitter just seems to degrade, but I'll, I'll check in with four or five people after the end of the day. Cause I, now they switch it again, follow the, they, they've switched the algorithmic. So it's not naturally loading for me. Um, but it is the smartest people. It's also the meanest people, but that's easy to manage for me. Yeah. It's also the smartest people are there. Unlike YouTube where it's the dumbest people are there. Oh man. <laughs> not well, that here, that's me- bad. It's just different. Well, let me give you a perspective as a total outsider. You're a tech guy. You've been a tech guy for decades. You probably knew tons of tech people before Twitter was even launched, right? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm I'm a total outsider. We're talking about a Vietnamese. I'm an outsider dude. too, by the way. I'm I'm Canadian and not a tech person. But keep going. Okay, you are enough. an outsider. Yeah. Yep. An, an outsider in the sense of like uh, most McGill people are outsiders, right? It's, it's not speaking specific. It's like it's just like there are you know the certain schools and institutions uh, and in regions, geographic regions, where you would have a leg up in this tech game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the thing. That it's not just me. A lot of quote unquote what you call outsiders that have done well on Twitter. The beauty is you said they're smart. Not only are they the smartest people on Twitter, I'd, I'd add another layer to that. It's the top 1% of basically every field in the world. And this is their battleground to compete on the most important thing, ideas, right? Yeah. And a lot of it is ego. They want to be there because they know that their, their frenemy in that industry is there dropping knowledge, sharing ideas. They're like, fuck, we can't just let this guy be the person sharing all these ideas, right? right? I have to be there. But the thing is, with all these individuals in that kind of that sliver of 1% of the industries, you just have to poke yourself up into that top sliver, yeah. whichever vertical you're in, mm-hmm. right? I so agree. Like, I've always said it, whether you're a knee surgeon totally. or a mem maker or a biophysicist. You can get into that top layer where everyone from every industry is kind of just hanging out, right? Yeah. So that's how I looked at it. And that's how uh, I kind of viewed it. Um, well, having been on it for about two years, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how I would coach people. I was like, I meet people like, I don't know if you've seen like, you know, this car dealership guy, which is freaking hilarious. He's no, what crushing. <laughs> the guys are shaking their head in the room. Yeah. So there's like a dealership guy. There's like, this guy's just an expert in the car dealership industry. Uh-huh. And like, he's just posting like, Hey, I just sold like 80 Camrys today. They're hot. And like, <laughs> and like, but here's the thing is like, you know, you'll have athletes and like celebrities and like uh, top tech people, VCs and founders responding to it because it. they're like, oh, this is the best information about this vertical. I'm going to go to this guy for it. Yeah. No, I so, mean, it, my emails delight me. It doesn't happen on Twitter. People, it's funny when like Bain or some like high ups, they won't like my thing because it may get them in trouble and they'll email me or text me. Go, oh, that was good. <laughs> I go, give me a fucking like, you asshole. Throw a like. Throw me a like. Throw me a goddamn like. Don't waste my text. I get so many texts. Oh, that was funny. I'm like, fuck you. You're not wrecking my... You're Throw wrecking me an my, RT. Throw me an RT, I don't even need an RT, but don't fucking think you're going to pile into my phone that way. Totally. So how do you manage it when it's lighting up? Do you just not get notifications, obviously? Well, I, I, I've my notifications already set to just like right. people I follow. Uh-huh. And I probably overfollow, but like it just that's manageable right now. Got it. And uh, and I, I also do a sweep. Like I'll be, you know, I'll be very cordial. People are saying nice things, and people being assholes, I'll just mute block them. Like it's fine. Right. Like I it's nothing easy. personal. It's like yeah. whatever. You have to it's stay like, on top of it, but you do that. Yeah, and it, it literally it's nothing personal. It's just like I, I wrote about a couple of weeks ago. But the reason I don't like Twitter fights, it, it's not because I don't want to. They don't work. Like, yeah, they don't work. It's not like I, it's not like I'm quote unquote afraid to spar with somebody intellectually. No, but this is not the venue for it. Right? It's no. like. And the number one thing though is this, this is why I don't do it or try to avoid it. Cause if I write somebody, something shitty or snarky to somebody, I know they're going to reply. So I'm only just on my phone waiting for them to reply. So I can just drop a <laughs> sledgehammer on them. Now I've just burnt an hour of my day. Right. It's so pathetic. But shouldn't like, Elon have like a thing like sledgehammers where we could go buy a thousand bucks. Oh yeah. And, and, and you deliver just five sledges a month and, and just pay for destroy, that. Like you, you, there's like a graphic of so a people know that you just sled. You haven't just blocked them, but everybody knows you blocked them. That's a great feature. Totally gamify it, right? Totally. It is a game for the 1%. So the 1%, guess what they can do? Pay a hundred grand for a sledge. 
or a nuclear explosion. Wait, listen, like, I'm already ready to pay 100 grand. I'll, I'll you're pay not, because you're a poor month. and you spend your money on booze, but I would pay Hey, those days are grand. over. Those days are over. <laughs> and my wife, and uh, you, we both know those Nothing's days are proven. over. Don't listen They're, to Basically, Howard. all you've done here is admit that you had a problem. How many people really recover from those things? Well, that's different, right? That's you're, a, you're now claiming to be a one percenter. Howard, we have to be clear about this. We, uh, I don't think we did. I know. I'm just kidding around. I don't think we should be joking about AA versus partying here. Come on, Howard. No. Yeah. So Twitter is a 1% program, which is what I've always thought they've gone wrong. So I want to hear your thoughts if you were And not about money, right? I think you would hire you. I would hire you. If I was running Twitter, I would take the job and all the pay and I would just make you (laughs) co-CEO. And then I would just, and I would bring on a couple funny people and put them in charge of Twitter. Elon is not funny. But I get why he had to buy it. Why do you think he bought it? I think, uh, well, there's a couple theories. What do you think? Forget theories. When you first heard it, why? Did you think it was a good idea? And do you think it was smart? I thought he just really, really liked it. Like, he just loves Twitter. Right. (laughs) And not to say that just because you love something, you spend $44 billion on it. Mm -hmm. But... I I mean they're just how That'd many be a great people? country in Western song. I liked it so much I spent forty four billion. <laughs> but you know, I, mean, like, how many, I don't know about the dog part, but I mean like, how many people in the history of mankind would even have that optionality, right? So these people are just living in he's clearly living in such a different stratosphere like, stratosphere that even if this idea felt like here okay, here's the thing. He's said to himself, we anybody that understands finance knows that he probably overpaid by twenty five to thirty billion dollars. Right. Maybe even more. Right. 25 to 35 billion, yeah. Yeah. So this asset might be worth $10 billion or whatever. Right. Uh, the, and yes, and Tesla stock's not doing great and all this. And then, But then I'm just looking at it. I'm like, he's sitting on another $150 billion right, in, on uh, SpaceX. The, in the SpaceX, right? yeah. And like, it just, whatever game he's chosen to play, he's really, really good at it. Yeah. And, and he's taken multiple L's over his life. Like, then why do Twitter blue? Like, I don't understand. Based on those decisions, why not create a million-dollar block feature for someone who wants to use it? Like, why not create features for the 1%, the people that can pay, like Allo of Twitter, like LVMH-type badges? Well, I don't don't think that's out of the cards Twitter blue is the exact opposite. Well, it's been three months, right? I think the one thing I would say— It's a fail. Come on. Let's say it is a fail. Whether or not it is a fail, let me put what it this way. What do you think? It's a fucking giant tomato so far. It's Canadian verbiage for idiots. No, I'll, I'll tell you what wouldn't make it a fail, what I would pay for. First mm-hmm. of all, I paid for it, and I, I paid for it since me too. it launched last year. Oh, I I'll tell you yeah. one feature already that's already worth it for me, and I'll keep paying. Nuzzle. You know how they have the top articles? Uh-huh. Nuzzle, the nuzzle that they turn into the top articles? I would pay oh. $5 a month just for that. Wait a minute. Well, how do you find that? It's in the left column. It just says top articles. Oh. Click Twitter blue and... It's oh, that's re- if you have Twitter blue. Yeah. So oh, Nuzzle was a great feature, like yeah, tech so, meme. So that's yeah, exactly. So they so bought Nuzzle for like a dollar and then rolled it out as as top articles. But well, uh, here I'll give you another uh, uh, simple things. Like hmm. right now, review is still a newsletter. I know they're sunsetting right. it, but that button that you use to get subscribers, like the review integrated one, the native one, because they want to make it obviously go to their newsletter. Uh-huh. That is a great feature. It well, why did they take it away then? Well, it's obviously not moving the needle for them. But the point is this. If they rolled that into Twitter Blue, yeah, I would literally just pay $8 a month for that. For Is the, is the market for that like big enough to support the entire Twitter Blue? Probably not, but you but can make that a feature that, that should be part of it. Yeah, make that Because you feature. use Substack and I'm trying to get you on Beehive, but you're yeah. saying 
They no, have but a- the whole point is that that button, it doesn't matter because it drives it to like an Excel spreadsheet anyways. You just put it wherever your newsletter subscriber is. But the whole point is that that button is native to Twitter and it doesn't have to be newsletters. Like yeah. that button could be one click buy a Shopify product or one click buy uh, a, a, a software service, right? Maybe I'll figure that out. Okay. Yeah, I think. I so also that's think I mean. there should be Twitter Platinum, which is like let everybody know you nuke somebody and shame them. I like that too. That <laughs> yeah. would be amazing. And, and it takes them offline for a day. I'd pay. <laughs> I'd pay a <laughs> couple you, hundred grand a year to just kick people off. If you get paid to nuke someone, you're yeah, talking I, about the one percent. So, so make an extra ten. Make a fucking five hundred million a year. Selling products to the one percent that give that them would be an incredible feature. Power. By the way, if you get one Thanos, like one yeah. Thanos exactly. finger Thanos snap. or the guy in Batman, the bad guy, yeah. the guy with that <laughs> leather on his face. Who was that? What Two Face? No, the, the leather. The guy who had oh Bane, fuck, Bane, 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 Bane. Yeah, yeah. I want to be Bane. Yeah, you want to be Bane. Yeah, I want all my tweets to come out in Bane's voice to people, <laughs> and they have to pay to turn it off. Like you could also annoy your, like get my followers to pay Twitter by making me so annoying that they have like to it. pay. To Listen, get there's Harry's a lot tweet. of tools there, right? It's like, okay, so let me go back to your initial question. Well, your initial there was question. A question? Was, Hang on. Your initial so question is, why do you think he bought I it? I asked a question. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he bought it just because he really liked it. Yeah, and I get it. Just it. When right? you think about SpaceX, it's like a fucking fart yeah, in the wind. That, that's a half trillion dollar company. We right. know that. Yeah. So uh, then goes up to your second point. This is the other thing I'll add, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't to defend every single decision that Elon's ever made. All I'm saying is this. It's pretty clear that Elon thinks in like it's cliche for a lot of people to say he thinks in multi-decade like uh, visions, right? It's just a reality. He's worked on SpaceX and Tesla, effectively both of those for two decades years, now. Yeah, yeah. And for for you to go to look at what he's doing with Twitter and be for not for you, but for anyone to be like, oh, look at these first two months, complete failure. Oh, please, yeah, right. I love like, it. Anybody but Jack and that board, I'm never going to turn around. Like they they were they didn't they were deserve nothing, to right? have that. They company. were doing nothing. They were embarrassments to the establishment. They were what's wrong with America. Two CEOs when you you know and, and of a competing product in many ways, Square and Twitter. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, it was a joke that board. So yes, I'm bullish. I'm always going to root for Elon or anybody but Jack was kind of my motto or anybody but that board. So, yeah, kudos to him for at least. Did you interact with Jack and that board a lot? No. And like, you know, Jason, all these guys know me, but never. I mean, shit, I always joke that I I basically have a derivative of Twitter. So I know all the problems. No one calls me. It's so bizarre. But, you know, that's just part of not being in that next percent up. Right, right, where they're right, following right. me but not interacting with me because it doesn't help them to. Int- so this is the other part of Twitter. Like I think Portnoy does this well, and Musk does this well. They know who to promote. They don't want to anoint, let's say, another king that competes with them. Which is what I got wrong about uh, Elon and Trump. I thought he'll never let Trump on, but the masterstroke is that Trump can't come on because Musk can kick him off. Right, so he's the big dog. Checkmate. No, yeah. no, no. But I always thought he'll never let a guy on that could be better than him. But the point is, he never if Trump can, comes right? back on, he could kick him off again. <laughs> yes. It's genius. You're right. Yeah. So I got that wrong. And what he did with Kanye was genius. All right, you can come back on. Fuck off. Right, because, I mean, yeah, it's just, I get that a lot of, well, here's the number one thing. People obviously are losing their shit and, uh, uh, listen, there's just bigger, there's more important things than what's going on in Twitter. That's just the oh. reality, right? Yeah. And so, like, in, if you're burning all these cycles, like getting mad at Elon and the way he's managing Twitter, is like, you honestly have bigger fish to fry. Like, everyone, 
everyone in your lives, you have bigger fish to fry than worrying about like uh, the product roadmap for Twitter. Granted, listen, I care, but I can't make it the most important part. Can't of make it. Day. Like I gave yeah. you a couple ideas, and yeah, that makes- that's it. Like that's the chat we're gonna have, right? It's like, yeah. but like people like twisting themselves in these pencils oh and like losing their minds. Like, come on, like you, it's just it's ridiculous, right? So yeah, yeah, that's my. So that's what my was it like it. when he first? Uh, so he pinged you or he added you. So what was that like? Uh, yeah, I mean, so he, so I've been on for about two years, and uh, Elon had replied to uh, a couple some memes and a couple of threads I did like over the years, oh. and then uh, yeah, the interactions have gone back like a couple of years, uh, and mostly I, what I say is this: is most of it, and you have asked this question, is like you know what would you quote unquote do with Twitter? Is like like what I'm spending my time on Twitter is like I think it's just it's literally making dumb memes and like long form insightful threads. And I think like that barbell is kind of what I think is the best of Twitter. Yeah. And that's and, what I do. I right? try and be silly almost 90% of the time. And, and then deliver to, a little value, right? Yeah. The value never gets liked, but I know people read it. Totally. And that's why I have the blog. That's how I think about any, it too. I drew it as like Twitter to me was like going into a full dark theater where everybody's staring at the screen, Shrek, let's say. And they're just, pitch black the movie's about to start and just before it starts i barge into the room while everybody's looking one direction and i just say something really obnoxious right and then leave look back in and see how, what the reaction is totally that's twitter and that's why i like it who cares what i read as long as i have people there that get the joke it's fun for me 100 percent. That, yeah. that's exactly it right and it goes back to what we talked about with like, okay, a lot of people like it, but then maybe less people like the good stuff. That's why you said you have your blog. But yeah. I think like that's barbell. I think that's, I'm not going to say, well, that's a proper way to use Twitter, but a lot of people are using it like to do a lot of this marketing, political stuff or yeah. pure marketing is like that great. And like, it's a zero. The, yeah. The political stuff is just crazy. It's right? a zero. If you're over, yeah, it's a zero. If you're By the way, he could charge half a billion dollars a year to just let those guys verify. It's all fucking public money anyways. So make make Jim Jordan pay half a million dollars for his profile instead of meeting eight bucks. So again, like it's another simple feature. It's a privilege, not a right. And so for politicians to abuse that privilege, they have public money anyways. So make them pay. They may think twice. But, you know, these are the little things that I would fix. But- you know, that, that's how I feel about it. But like you said, it's zero value. You know, Trump, Trump dragged me down into the dark because he wasn't, a, he wasn't politics. It was about negligence. But now that it's over, I don't, I don't, it's not about party. It's just about leave me alone. And 100%. Twitter feels better than ever in that aspect. Like I'm not aggravated by what's going on, which is stupid. Like you said, it's stupid to be aggravated like that. Who are three people that you just like that you love to follow? Three people that well, I that love like to you follow. follow and that you interact with a lot that are good. Oh, just like uh, people I interact with. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna like my, my the shit posting uh, uh, home. So it's right? mostly shit posters. Yeah, I, well, you you know Alex Cohen. Alex Cohen is great. He uh, okay, Alex Cohen. Great, yeah, he's one of my favorite. Uh, I just think he's a great shit. Chris Back. Both of those guys are incredible really funny. Shit posters. He's those like a are, crypto guy. No, Chris Back, uh, a, a serial entrepreneur. I think he sold to Zillow, his previous company. Now he does yeah, like very a funny. tech recruit. He's like, I have to say with Chris, is like his stuff, the consistency. And and, and recent, and yeah. also, Doug, you've had Doug Bonepart on here recently. Two, mm-hmm. two episodes, I think. I think I love people that are consistently, like make, like legit Correct. giving me LOLs. So yeah. I, I'm a really big fan of those guys. Ramp, obviously. 
Uh, I like because I great. think they're they're all there like, like for the right him, reasons, but, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all there, and they don't care if it's like Ramp doesn't care if we know them. You know, I've talked to them, but like God bless people that just are there to play the game and, and have a good time, right? Is like, are you having a good time? Like, uh, are you somebody that I would actually want to? Then this is probably not the right frame here because I don't know how many times it'll actually happen. But like you know, what I, I just want to hang out with you for three hours at the cafe, yeah. right? It's like that's the kind of vibe. I'm, that's the way I, I work. I, you're the only person I talk to in Vancouver. There's just you know, there's not enough interesting people in Vancouver. Everybody's very bland. <laughs> well, so, so you got to come so, during TED Talk, dude. So tell me about the new. So now you have a startup. Let's end with AI. Let's end with something serious. Why is this the one that that got you going? Well, it goes back to the question you asked earlier. Like, what's kind of the end game? Yeah. Like, uh, and he talked about the Mr. Beast article, which we didn't touch on. It's like, again, Mr. Beast well, is I'll a link gra- to it, but yeah. just the, the He's grand a grandmaster master of this game of combining content and commerce, right? And, and right. you mentioned Portnoy. Maybe beat Rogan to billionaire status yeah, on social. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, probably My for sure. My friend Brian Norgard always said there's going to be a billionaire on the product guy at Tinder growth at the Tinder back in the day. And he said there's going to be a, a single person billionaire. Yeah, 100%. It'll be, uh, mo- yep, I think you're right. Uh, it'll most likely be Mr. Beast. And, uh, Rogan and, probably could have got there, but yep. can you listen to a three-hour one? Could have sidebar here. Can you? Is it possible to? How do you listen to three hours? Who has that time? Well, I mean, I, I cheat a bit because I obviously put on like two point five x, which means I retain. So you have like an hour and a half. Even if you listen at two times, what makes him so? I don't find it interesting. Well, no, what I'm makes about Rogan. Rogan interesting is because he caters to the mass. No, I think he's of the country. I, I think he gets really good guests. I mean, like he has good guests. Huh. I don't listen to every episode. I can't be the person who listens to nine hours of Rogan a week. Right. right? But uh, it's three times a week. It's two or three times a week. Call yeah, two. I like Smartless, which is just light entertainment from Justin Bateman. I listen to two yeah. podcasts, just Smartless, and I listen to Conan. And I don't. Conan's oh, man, you got, you got suckered into that mainstream media podcast stuff, right? These yeah, guys are yeah, just yeah. Only because I'm a closet. You know, wanted to be famous person, failed stand up. And now you, and, and now I you get find, a taste. Well, it's not that I think Jason Bateman, I, never, I don't like his movies, but like, man, the inside baseball around media is incredible. Right, right, right. Guys, like you just said, uh, six, who do we talk about six decades? Well, uh, you know, uh, they just had um, Spielberg on. He's had, he, oh, he's yeah. been an Academy Award nominee in six decades. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking legend. He knows. Right. So when they had a guest like that, or they had great, like, they just have inside baseball to talk to people in the industry. And then Conan, which, you know, is mostly about Conan, which is no one want to hear me talk about myself because I'm not a legend. But Conan really is a legend. He is like, a legend. The amount of interns that are famous that were interns for him is legendary. Like Kersinski was just on from The Office. He was a fucking intern this is one of a thousand that have been interns for the guy. So the guy well, has launched I would a thousand say this. careers. He also wrote for the Simpsons during Simpsons, their four best it. seasons. He only wrote Dude, for Simpsons legend. for four years. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. A, he's an animal. And he's found his, you know, even my daughter now likes it. And a friend of mine produces a show, Adam. Like, it's just so like real. Like, you don't yeah. need a million people doing it. Podcast is fucking real. And you do want, I'll link to it. All right, so AI. Sorry, I interrupt you and we'll end. And I got to have you back, but Yeah, AI. absolutely. The re... Oh, especially to clear the air about this alcohol consumption, because uh, you're, you're, you're muddying the waters, the Howard. Born again, double A, triple A uh, institute. Listeners, for the record, you, you Howard is a, making light of something. Tweet out an image of your button with a Howard Lindsay and type that in a Google Doc. Making light of something very serious. No. <laughs> so. No, I know. We're just. I'm just busting your nuts. 
Okay, so you are uh, my K nuts, if you will. Uh, Your K. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you, see that? you see that timing? That was very timing. well done. That was Man, very well I, done. I give freestyle. I, I got, Trung I got, GPT. I got it's jokes Trung for GPT days, people. Is his new name. Yeah, exactly. Trung GPT. Chad GPT. Um, so tell me. So tell me what it is. Well, let's bring the Mr. Beast thing. It's like, well, what does Mr. Beast do? He builds an audience, obviously a massive audience, 120 million followers. And then he sells these the audience products, right? It's the opposite of what it used to be. Before you build yeah. a product and then you market it, P&G spends $10 billion a year marketing yeah, soap. Yeah, they are the only ones that survive on the other side of that. Exactly. The best and yeah. the biggest. And there was a moment where I thought they wouldn't, to be honest, four or five years Fair ago. Enough, but right? they, they, they crossed over. They almost, they almost, Amazon almost had them. Why do you think they cross over, by the way? Just as I, I don't know, because it's, it's such a great question, because I used to write about it, and I was fascinated, but there was a moment like four or five years ago, and it was just getting hammered every day, and most of the other consumer brands, and it just seemed like Amazon could just finally win. But it could just be like Lindy, going right? to grocery stores. People it is this Lindy, like right? People just like Tide. It's been there for yeah, 70 exactly. years. Yeah, exactly. Just- the brands do matter. Look yeah. at Wells Fargo. When was the last time they did something well? It's a stagecoach as the logo. They're telling their audience, we have no advancement and we don't plan on advancing anytime soon. And we and steal our brand shit from you. It smells like the horse pulling you. <laughs> yeah. And we spend $20 billion a year on fines to the DOJ, and but we're, you're still going to come to us because we got a horse. Right. So that's the power of brand. So, anyway, so the AI. Yeah. So the whole point is like, uh, you, you know, I built a, a, an audience across like podcast, newsletter, and Twitter. And, right. but I, I, I've always known that the right move and the highest leverage move from building on is to ultimately sell kind of your own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing's really jived with me. I've been pitched a lot of things. I talked to you about kind of solo investing. That's about a lot of like people I know. That was a good non-move for yeah. you. I so, think I gave you that advice. Well, what I said was that I had no, like I didn't, the only reason I even want to do it was It was a bad memetic. way to monetize yeah. is what I it thought. It was mimetic, right? It was yeah. like, oh, I see people doing it. I, Thank I goodness you it. didn't. Uh, but the AI thing makes a lot of sense to me because I actually use a right, like I've sh- I've I've advertised stuff in my newsletter, which I may or may not have actually used. Uh, huh. But uh, I used AI, used generative AI. Uh, I played, huh. I was playing around with a, a GPT playground. This has been around obviously pre Chat GPT is like eighteen months, twenty four months, right? The actual right. underlying tech. But mm-hmm. uh, my co founder Parham, uh, well, we know each other from a, a fintech company that shall remain unnamed. Mm-hmm. And he and I, uh, you know, we'd always kind of work on side projects. And he's like, listen, I'm working on something where I can give instant access to reading and writing tools powered by OpenAI or Stability AI or even Facebook's open source AI. And then eventually Google will have an open source. I, I imagine in the next year, they will probably open source some of the AI stuff just to catch up uh, because it's apparently extremely powerful. They're just being more considerate. Uh, for regulatory and business reasons. Having said that, I'm like, there's all these AI tools here that can augment a creator, uh, me, which is primarily text. Um, you know that ChatGPT is primarily text. I mean, it is text. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also do code. But the whole point is, is there a way that I can use this to improve my workflow? And what would that look like? And so what we yep. came up with was barely AI, uh, barely like the teddy I like bear. like the term. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a bit of a pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a dad. Well, the, so the interesting pun. puns work for branding versus memes. We're about to find out, right? Yeah. So cool. uh, uh, I'm sure there's probably a little bit of confusion. People will like type in like barely, like the bare naked ladies and like not find me. So people, mm-hmm. it's a bear. No one's typing in bare yeah. naked ladies. <laughs> are they Canadian? I think they're Canadian. They are Canadian. Yeah. 
But so, you just uh, showed your Canadiana there. Exactly. So anyway, so barely they type in barely AI. Yeah. So and then so I just gave you the context for why uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, this came together. Is like I have an audience, I have distribution, but I only mm-hmm. want to push something in the distribution that I believe in that I use. And so we created barely AI. It's an app. It's a desktop app, browser access for your phone. And we have a we have a app. Uh, it'll be we we'll have a mobile app soon. But like the whole point is like you have every reading and writing tool available that you'd have. Love that. Instantly, the one like. I use it every single day is I'll read an article and I'll just one click summary of the article and that'll be my notes because what's the worst thing ever with reading articles and taking notes, taking notes. Nobody wants to take notes while they're reading the article. And then after they read the article, you had to go back and take notes. No, it's you're done. You, you know, mentally you can't go back to that. So like this instant article summary, perfect for my note taking. I just read the article. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Instant summary. I'll look back at it a day later and I'll be like, Oh, sweet. Uh, reminder, refresher, hmm. memory augmentation. We'll yeah, it's it's great. It's and live then, now. Yep. And is it free? Uh, a freemium model. Uh, you know, we got to get some cheddar in the door. So uh, we uh, we give people X amount of uh, free tokens a day, and tokens are equivalent to basically words. Uh, so OpenAI call it uh, one token is like three quarters of a word. Uh, so you'll get a couple thousand words, and then but how do you pay? Oh, you would pay dollars. Yeah, that, and then you hit a, and then you hit a uh, paywall. Uh, from, so we give it to you free. You can mess around with it. Use a, you can use a summary tool. You can generate blog posts. Uh, you can reword your existing text. You can grammar mm-hmm. spell check your existing text. The, here's the key thing. People are like, hey, Trung, uh, doesn't like Grammarly exist and like all these other tools? They do exist, but I'm, the reason I made this is like I want it to exist in my workflow. I don't want another tab. Correct. It's like, You're this building is, it for yourself. Yeah, this it's one keyboard I built for myself. Exactly. And like mm-hmm. it's not complicated. I. I need 5,000 paying customers for this to be a seven-figure business, right? It's like, it's not... There this are is like, better than running an AngelList fund. Yeah. So I feel like I did you a service a year or two ago. I appreciate that. So to to the listeners and, here... And I'm an AngelList investor, man. Like no one, I think you would have done fine as an investor. You would have been miserable though. Yeah, it's not, it's not my... Like distribution is my skill, right? And like this fits in well with that because it's obviously AI is extremely hot right now, but people can see that you know, but Trump. this is your wheelhouse. Yeah, you I love this. I you do so this. much content, right? I consume and I'll yeah. put so much content that this actually helps me save hours during my week. So it's like, it's a no brainer for me. It's like, okay, this is a very yin yang match. And Which is uh, why I love Twitter. It's part of my workflow. If I send 30 tweets and I get a certain response, I know where I should be focused. Absolutely. So there yeah. you go, right? So good for you, man. An hour is too much of your time. I'm going to have you back and bug you to be a regular. We'll just schedule it always at a wrong time, and then we'll reschedule. I love it. I love yeah, it. I love that idea. And next time we're going to drink. Yeah, uh, I mean. I'm going to have a Molson's. I, I'm going to have a green tea because I'm responsible now with uh, my kid. I trust you. I just, for some reason, I, I, you're like my kid. There's a high I trust smile. relationship. I smile when I see people loving what they're doing. I appreciate that. Be successful. But you're happy. It seems like you're happy doing it. I'm I don't happy think guy. it would have been good advice to go write checks. Not yeah. that you shouldn't write checks, but you should do it for Trung Fan, not for other people. Correct. I do, but please don't message me, people. Like, uh, I, I don't want to look at decks right now. But if uh, if you're listening and uh, you actually knew me from college and you have stories to swap and you're, you want to show me a that's, startup. Then that's who you want to hear from. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, this was a treat. And I'm glad uh, to know you. This was thanks for taking the time. Thank you for waiting.
And hopefully, you know, if you are about to black out, Knut, we do will get this live. And I think you did good. I think, Knut, would you say he's done well? I think he's done yeah. really well. I mean, you won't remember this, but you will when we put it up in a few weeks. Well, you actually know what's crazy. Speaking of art and blacking out, you, did you ever read On Writing by Stephen King? I read a few of the books. So what was that one about? On Writing is about his writing process. So oh. it's not a horror book yet. You Got should it. read that. Uh, but more broadly is, uh, uh, again... Listen, people, Howard is taking this way too light. This is not this is a serious matter. But what I'll say is this. Stephen King, I think, I believe, went on like a three to four year, like total drug Pender. alcohol blackout binge, but like wrote three best-selling books during that period, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Maybe not. He's a genius. Yeah, he is a genius. And maybe he was more honest. Yeah, fair enough. With those books. But he yeah. says he like basically forgot an entire period of his life and like, wow. but like his publishers like, yeah, we, we got like two. My favorite one of his, the Hitler one with a guy, he, he oh. Uh, oh yeah, no, 1963. No, 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 no. Where he, he dies, he falls through the ice, he comes back and he can touch you and see. Oh, it's such oh, a Oh, Christopher great. Walken. Christopher yeah, Walken. Walken. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. top 10 movies of all time. It's what a great movie. What would you do if you knew the you future. could kill Hitler? Yeah. yeah. If you knew and, you could kill Hitler. What a great premise. And the power that came with it. Right, Stephen King. Thanks for bringing it up. The guy is a legend. Yeah, he's a genius. Um, all right. You, my friend, are a legend too. Not that that means anything coming from me, but I think you are. We take pride in finding smart, funny people, and you are at the top of the list. So I, I appreciate, appreciate you that. taking the time. And uh, we will get you back soon. Yep, absolutely. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. Thank you. See you. K-Nut. Yeah. What do you think? What Interesting a great guy. Young entertaining man. and super entertaining. So alive. Love it. Yeah. He is funny and super talented. When you're talking to someone at the top of their game, and we're talking top 1% of people that understand Twitter, that's like engineering. It's no different than hockey player or a top engineer or designer. They, they can't explain it fully, but they can give you some tips. I want to have him back just shooting the shit. All right, you were listening to Panic with Friends. I don't think there was investment advice there. None. Uh, which I'm proud of. And uh, we generally talk about investing the market's uh, founders, but he is a founder of a new company, Barely.ai, which sounds interesting. And I feel helpful in his journey there, uh, talking about some other things along the way. Mm-hmm. And we talk to founders, venture capitalists, investors, traders, try and get a little bit ahead of the market. Founder stories. Anyways, Panic with Friends, search my name or Panic with Friends on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and my blog. Search my name and you can subscribe and then uh, you don't have to worry. You'll get an alert. Thanks, Knut. Talk to everybody next week. Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of social leverage or stock twits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.